All right, what am I gonna speak on for the next series? I know, we could do a character study, like on King David. Hey man, we're about to grab some lunch. Wanna roll with us? Hey, did you see that big church down in Atlanta? Dude, they just did this series on King David. It is some amazing stuff. Man, thanks a lot, but I really gotta work on this series that's not on King David, but um, I, I, thanks. I'm, I'm just saying, dude, the pastor on there, he's crushing it. You might be able to learn something from him, man. All right, thanks. I'll talk to you a little bit later. Appreciate it. Of course they like that pastor better. He is the best. Man, I suck. Hey man, why on earth are you holding that microphone? What happened to the headborn mic you used to wear that was way better? I know. How about we do a series on how to be nice? Stop it, Jonathan. Remember, be nice. Don't react. All right, let's see what ideas the team came up with. Nah. Mm, nope. Wait, what? It's just an email. Oh, walking a lot. Come on, guys. Maybe I should just check some email before I do some research. Hey, Jonathan. The One Another series has been so good. Can't wait to see what you guys do next. You know, it really was a good series. How are we gonna top that? Maybe the Book of Revelation? Nah, too heavy. Politics? Nope, don't want them to hate me. Hey man, uh, real quick, uh, on Sunday, that shirt you wore, don't ever wear it again. It was awful, it was horrible. I'm serious. That shirt, that shirt's gonna send people to hell. My mom's not even gonna come back and check out the church. You good? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure? good. I'm good. We, we can sit down and talk about it some more. Oh no, no. Thank you for your unsolicited feedback. No problem, thanks man. clear my head. We love the summit. Seriously, can't get enough of it. We would live in the building if we could. The band is amazing and you are the best speaker we've ever heard. Yeah, I am pretty great. You know, kind people are my kind of people. Oh, that's good. I gotta tweet that. You didn't come see me in the hospital. You're the best speaker ever. Why do you hate cats so much? You are the worst. You should totally speak about giving. The music is so loud. Please, whatever you do, do not speak on giving. Why don't we have Saturday night services anymore? Why don't you play the songs I want to hear? The lights are way too bright. The summit is the best church ever. Wait a second. That's it. <laughs> oh, the things we do. It all started with one voice. And then there were two. And today, still, life is about which of those two voices is shaping us. Again, in the beginning, there was one voice. That's how it began. And then there were two voices. And my life and your life to this day are still, it's still all about which of those two voices is shaping me and is shaping you. That's why we're doing this series. You need to know. This is why you need to listen. Because you're bombarded with voices. You hear the voices. 
I know I hear the voices. I think we all hear the voices. We live in a swirling vortex of voices just all around us, just saying this and communicating that and sending this message. No, no, it's that message. And trying to make sense of all of this is quite maddening. But it's important to know that all of the voices you hear and all of the voices I hear are guided by one of those two voices and ultimately will lead us closer to one of those two voices. And it's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for everyone. If you're a Christian, this is true for you. If you're a follower of Jesus, your life is being shaped by one of two voices at all times. And every voice you hear is being guided by one of those two voices and taking you one step closer to one of those two voices. If you're not a Christian, still true for you. Even if you're not sure, and you know, if I'm not sure if I'm really religious, I'm kind of spiritual, but I don't know about this church thing. Hey, that, that's cool. We're glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Hope you have a great time. But this is true for you, and I'm so glad you're here, and this is why you need to be listening. And I'm so glad you tuned in online because this is going to be something that's going to be very helpful to you as well. Let me explain. Because I know I just made some big generalizations. Two voices? What's that about? You see, the universe was set into motion by God's voice. Now, I know that there's different opinions on how all of this took place and what went down and exactly how all of this came about. And nobody was there with their phone recording this, so... There are, there are some details. We're not exactly sure what all this looked like, but this is what we do know. This is what we believe. That it was the voice of God that set into motion the existence of everything we know. Then God said, let there be light. And boom, there was light. And God said, and God said, and God said, and every day of creation, every stage of creation, we have God's voice saying. We have God's voice communicating. We have God's voice setting into motion these things. Now, what you may not know is that for a a period of time, and we're not sure how long this period of time was when God created everything. There was a, a period of time when God's voice was the only voice communicating to mankind. We're not sure how long, but it was God's voice that Adam and Eve were communicating with. It was God's voice that was forming relationships with mankind. It was God's voice and only God's voice that was setting the boundaries for existence. And then one day, through a serpent, as the story goes, it is not a fairy tale, it happened just this way, a second voice entered into the story. It was Satan's voice. Satan's voice to challenge God's voice, and still yet to this day, it's exactly why Satan's voice exists. And so Satan, through the serpent, says to Eve and to Adam, did God really say now we don't have time to get into the details of what was said and all that that's for a different time I'm, I'm just trying to get you to see the context here 
It all began with one voice. And for a while, it was only one voice. Can you imagine if there was only one voice? And then there were two. And to this day, every voice we hear is guided by one of those two voices and takes us back to one of those two voices. Now, there are two voices. There's God and there's Satan representing good and evil. Fast forward to today. Fast forward to 2017. Fast forward to your life and my life and now I'm hearing lots of voices. And now you're hearing lots of voices coming from all different directions, yet still. Ultimately, it's all about one of these two voices. It's dizzying, isn't it? All the messages we get in our day. You got cultural voices coming from culture. You know, it's just, let's just start with the news media, right? Anybody else kind of like had it up to here with that? Yeah. We don't know who to listen to. We don't know who to believe. This is news. No, that's fake news. No, no, that's fake, fake news. No, we're not quite sure. What? That's true. No, that's true. That's the way it would. No, that would, he left that out or she left that out or they omitted this or they're just pointing out this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, we're quick to form an opinion, but let's, let's be honest. We, we weren't there. We don't really know. Then there's the entertainment industry. This is what's good. This is what's not. You need to look like this. Don't look like this. You need to be like this. Don't be like this. You need to like this. You don't need to like this. And Hollywood and movies and all that. I mean, and it, I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying it just adds to the confusion. Then there's the voices from other people. We're going to talk about that in this series, right? There's family voices. Is it just me or do families have a voice? They talk, right? And then there's voices from your friends and then there's the husband and then there's the wife and then there's your coworkers and your boss and the people that work for you, the people you spend your time around. There's all these voices. And then as if that's not enough, there's this dang voice in your own head. What do you do with that? We'll talk about it. I'm just saying, are you with me? All these voices. What do we do with all of these different voices? They all come from and they all lead us into one of two directions. It brings me to the point where I find myself asking a couple of questions. And, and I think it's a natural thing to ask these questions. And, and I want to encourage you to be thinking in lines of these questions. When you, when you really think about it, who's it from? This voice I hear, these voices. Where's it going? These things I'm hearing swirling around in my mind and in my life. Who's it from? Where's it going? Who's it from? Where's it going? You need to stop and think. A lot of times we don't do that. We accept things. We'll talk about this in the series. We're so quick to accept things and just take them at face value and move on. No, stop and think and ask yourself, this what I'm hearing, this message I'm getting, this voice from them, this voice from there. Who is it from, really? Who's really talking here? Because you really have one of two choices, right? And where is it going? Where is this leading me? If I draw a straight line out from the reality of what this voice is saying, and if I do this, and if I accept this, and if I follow this voice, where is it going to take me? Who's it from? 
Where's it going? You need to know. And it's from one or two places. It's leading you one to two places, one of two voices. Ultimately, it all comes back to those two things. Now, what's interesting, I think when you answer the first question, you automatically get an answer for the second. When you can identify, oh, this is a voice from God. This is a good voice. This is a helpful and, and, and a healthy thing. We'll, we'll talk about those characteristics. Or, or this, is, this is not good. This is from Satan. This is not helpful. This is not good. This is not healthy. This is not true. Once you answer that first question, you automatically know where this is going to head, where this is going to go. Which means you and I have got to get really good at identifying which voice we're listening to. We've got to get really good at understanding and recognizing the voice of God and the voice of Satan. So here's what I want to do. I want to take a few minutes and I want to unpack for you some characteristics and what these look like and what they sound like. Because when we see the purposes and the patterns and the characteristics of, oh, this is what God's voice sounds like. Oh, this is the kind of things that the voice of Satan communicates. Then that will help you know where it's, you know, who it's from, where it's going, who it's from, where it's going, who it's from, where it's going. In the first century, Jesus was teaching one day, as he often did, and he had a crowd of people around him, as he often did. And in that crowd, as there often were, there were some Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees get a bad rap, and a lot of times for good reason. They were constantly on giving Jesus a hard time, constantly frustrating Jesus and trying to frustrate the plan and the mission of Jesus. And this was one of those times. Jesus was teaching things like, and John was there, he recorded this, like, you know, Jesus said, I, I, I came to set you free. The Pharisees were like, yeah, we don't think so. We don't like what you're saying, and, and we don't believe in you, and we think you have a negative agenda. And this time, they were really giving him a hard time. And evidently, Jesus had had it up to here. Now, I don't know if your version or your view of Jesus allows him to have it up to here, but he, you know, he was also a human being who sometimes had it up to here. I know a lot of times we see Jesus as, you know, he's holding the staff and the lamb. He looks like a, an American, right? Even though he's Jewish or at least Swedish, you know, he's blonde, milky white skin. He's Jewish. He's Middle Eastern. Come on, he doesn't look like that. And he didn't carry around a lamb and a staff. He just, so this is one of those times when, when Jesus had it up to here. So he put the lamb down. <laughs> And he looked at the Pharisees and he said, let me tell you why you say what you say. And let me tell you why you are talking to me the way you're talking to me and saying the things you're saying. It's because your father is the devil. Drop the mic, kick the lamb and left. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. He dropped the mic. Yeah, but the lamb kicking part, I made that up. That, that was just what would happen if I were Jesus. You know, Meh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's awful. I know, right? So it's voices. I'm telling you, it's just say this. No. <laughs> Can you imagine, right? Jesus saying, let me tell you why you're saying this, boys. Your father is the devil. You're children of Satan. And then he goes on to describe who Satan is. And this is why I'm pointing this out. This is so important. 
John was there and he recorded it. So this is what Jesus said about Satan. And when we're talking about trying to understand whose voice, who it's from, where it's going, then these, this is Satan's agenda. And this is what his voice sounds like. He says this. He said he was a murderer from the beginning. Who was? Satan. From the very beginning, his agenda was one of murder. He has always hated the truth. Always. That means there's never one time when he embraced the truth. He's always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. This is clear. And then he says this. When he lies, when Satan lies, it's just consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. The father of lies. It's, it's his character. It's his nature. It's who he is. They all come from him. We begin to get a picture here. The Satan's voice is a voice that brings destruction. Satan's voice is an agenda of death, an agenda of death, an agenda that leads to things being destroyed and dying. Now, contrast that, on the other hand, with the voice of God. Just a couple of chapters later, we read, and John is still recording this. Same guy, same follower of Jesus, heard Jesus say these things. He wrote them down for us. I'm so glad he did. But he heard Jesus teaching just a little bit later, and Jesus is comparing and contrasting indirectly who Satan is and then who he is to establish that he is trustworthy and to establish his purpose and his agenda of his voice. This is what John writes. The thief, Jesus says, Jesus says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Who's the thief? Well, in general, he's talking about someone who is a thief. In general, it's an analogy. We know that someone who's coming as a thief is coming to do harm, to destroy, to kill, to steal, to take something away. It's a negative thing. So he is indirectly giving a nod to who Satan is, which two, two chapters earlier, he just called him out, father of lies. But then he says this about himself. Jesus said, but I have come that people may have life and have it to the full. I love that. Not just a little bit of life, not just a little bit more life than they had before me, not just a little bit better. He said, no, 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 no. I came to bring life in all its fullness, 100% life. Everything I say is about life. Everything I do is about life. Everything I am is about life. And everything I lead you to do as you follow me is about life. I have come that you may have life and have it in its fullness, fullest sense. So where Satan has an agenda of death, God brings, Jesus made it clear, an agenda of life. So let's compare, let's contrast. If it's all started from one or two voices and it's still all about one or two voices and every voice you hear in your life comes from and leads you back to one of those two voices, then you and I got to get really good at identifying which of those two voices it's coming from and where it's leading us. So let me show you this. Let's just compare and contrast real quick. You can, and when we're done, you might want to take a picture of this so you, you can have it and you can look at it later. But let's start over here with God. First of all, God's voice is most powerfully and most clearly seen and heard through his word, the Bible. That's how we know what God's voice sounds like. Now listen, 
the, the key voices in my life, I know them and I know them well. My wife's voice, my children's voice, my family's voice. I could pick these key voices out of a lineup, out of a crowd. You're not, you've ever been in that situation where the crowd of people and you heard a voice and you're like, oh, I know who that is. These key voices in your life, or maybe their voice is so obnoxious you can't just like, oh, I know who that is. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? You know how to recognize their voice. We got to get so tuned in to God's voice that we know his voice when we hear it. And one of the ways you learn the voice of God is through the word of God. That's why it's so important to read the Bible. That's why it's so important to spend time learning. These are the things that God says. These are the kinds of things he says. And so when I hear these things, I will know, does that sound like something God would say? Or does it sound not like something God would say? Bible, this is interesting that People say all the time, I think God told me, I think God is telling me, I heard God's voice, I heard God speak to me. But here's the interesting thing, God's voice will never contradict God's word, ever, 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 ever. What God says to you will never contradict what God has already said to us in his word. It's interesting, you know, I think, you know, I think this, I think that, no, no, it's, what has God's word already said? God's not going to give you an exception. God's not going to say in his word, this is wrong, and then pull you over to the side and say, Psst, don't tell anybody, but it's okay for you. No. And he's not going to say, this is the way you should live in your word, in his word, and then pull you over to the side and say, but between me and you, you get a pass, because I understand your situation. Bless your heart. <laughs> no. God's word is God's word. God's voice never contradicts and is always in line with God's word. Always, always, always. That, that's just, just for starts. But in God's word, you know what we learn about the voice of God? That it's a loving voice. That doesn't mean it's always easy to hear. Sometimes the truth is tough. Sometimes love is tough. Sometimes it's hard to listen to. But yet in the end, you look and say, well, that was a loving thing to say. Because love is honest, right? God's voice is true. It's going to shoot straight with you. He's going to tell you what you need to know, whether you like it or not. Because sometimes the things we need to know are not fun to listen to. God's voice is helpful, not harmful. Doesn't mean it's always going to feel good, but in the end, it's going to be good for you. It's going to be helpful. It's going to be focused on other people, not just you. Remember the one another series we just finished? That's the voice of God. The voice of God that lets us and challenges us to think about other people, not just ourselves. How is this going to affect them? How can I help them? How can this be good, not just for me, but for them too? It's a one another voice. And it always leads us back to Jesus, always points us back to Jesus, uses Jesus as an example and points us back to him time and time and time again. The voice of God will always lead you to the son of God. Always, always, always. Now, contrast that with Satan. He's all about lies. All about the lies, half-truths, distorted truth, just like we saw in the beginning. Did God really say, now come on. And always wants to change or twist or distort what God has said in his word, the Bible. So you hear a voice that says, well, you know, the Bible is such an old book. You know, the Bible, I mean, that was written so long ago, and I'm sure, I'm sure it had its place, and I'm sure it made sense, but you know, we know so much more today. We're so much more intelligent, and we've evolved so much today, and you know, we've, we've learned about this, and we learned about that, and you know what? We're in a different day, in a different time. I'm sure it meant that then, but it probably doesn't mean quite the same thing for us today. Heard a voice that sounds like that? 
distorted truth, half truth. Well, yeah, yeah, I know that's what the Bible says, but I'm not sure if that really means you and me. Really? See, lies are not just outright, that is wrong. They're sneaky lies, right? Distorted truth, half truth. See, that's the voice of Satan. Any voice that draws a shadow or doubt or a question mark to what God has communicated in his word ought to be a dead ringer. I know where this is coming from because that's his agenda. Let's go on though. Satan's voice is a voice of exaggeration. The voices in your life that begin with always, you always, you never, you never will. That's not a voice of God. Exaggerations and assumptions. We don't really think about what is true. You just assume based upon a feeling or based upon what someone else has said or based upon suspicion. You know, I bet they don't really like you. They probably never have. I wonder, wonder who he's texting. I wonder what she really thinks. You know, I bet. I bet he didn't get that money, honestly. You see where I'm going with this? You see it's suspicion, assumption, exaggeration. It's based on lies. And it leads to confusion. Now, we'll get into this later in the series. We've got a whole series, and we're going to learn a lot together. But one of the things we'll see in this series is that anytime you're hearing voices and you're confused, God is not behind that. God is very clear in his word that he is not the author of confusion. Confusion does not start with him. So if he's not behind confusing you, you want to take a stab at who is? Yeah. You see, that's the voice of Satan. If you are confused, it's not God doing that. God's a voice of truth. It's a voice of clarity. That's why it's very, very important not to make big decisions when you're confused. I don't know what to do. I'll just pick some. Nah, wait, be patient and get some clarity. The Satan will confuse you. And it's always about yourself, always about yourself. Self, 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 self. What you want, what you think, what you have, your rights, your voice, your you, 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 you. If you're thinking those kinds of thoughts, it's a dead ringer. That is not the voice that came from or is leading you back to God. That is a voice that has an agenda of death behind it, and it will lead you into a destructive place. You say, well, that's a little harsh. No, you just draw the straight line out and tell me where that ends. That's why with all the voices we hear, it's so very important to know who it's from, where it's going, who it's from, and where it's going. It's not easy. It's so important. I don't know if you know this about me. Maybe, maybe you don't. You probably don't, because I don't think I've really shared this before, but my hearing is not the best anymore. Um, and, I'm, and, and I'm joking around. I'm serious. I, and I've been to the doctor about it and the whole deal. And, and this is what they tell me. And, and there's all kinds of reasons for this. But they've told me, an audiologist has told me that there are certain frequencies that I just don't hear anymore. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Because Donna will say, you hear that? And I'm like, no. Do you hear that little birdie? No. Oh, that's horrible. You know, do you hear those crickets? No. You know, and so what, what they discovered is 
there's certain frequencies I don't hear anymore and they're mostly higher frequencies, right? Like a dog whistle, can't hear it. <laughs> Neither can you, but anyway, <laughs> like certain high frequencies. And, and what was interesting is that the doctor, and I'm not making this up, I have a doctor's note to prove this, that the doctor said that the frequencies that I have trouble hearing are the frequencies most associated with women's voices. Yeah, I thought that was interesting until I got home. And I realized, wait a second, I have a wife and two daughters. But I have a doctor's note. I, you know, and I don't know what you're thinking. You, you should probably get a hearing aid. Thank you for that. I've never thought about that. That's a brand new thought. I'm so glad you mentioned it. Now, this gets really fun in a restaurant. Really fun. And I always request a booth. Um, because it kind of helps. I feel like the booth can become a sound booth and I can be able to focus a little bit. Matter if I'm out on the table in the middle, man, I, it's, it's over. Background noise is all I hear. <sighs> and Donna's over there just talking and I'm like, <sighs> it's awful. So here's what I've, I've had to adapt. So th this is me at dinner with Donna at a restaurant. And I'm focused and I'm just leaning in and I'm concentrating. I'm watching her lips and I'm watching her lips and I'm leaning in like this. So if anybody looks at me, it looks like, what's wrong? That guy's having a heart attack. Listen, he's in pain. He's about to kill over. No, he's just trying to listen. You know? And I can't chew and listen at the same time because it gets that, you hear yourself chew. And so it's awful. And so I've learned, you know, watch the lips, lean in and concentrate. And I get by, at least for now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll do something else. You say, well, why do, why do you tell us all that? Well, because I want to help you and we want to help you in this series develop a filter, come up with a filter, a way with all of the background noise of all the voices to almost like booth yourself up with a filter that allows you to be able to lean in and concentrate and identify Who's it from? Where's it going? Who it's from? Where's it going? What voice am I listening to? Where did this come from? One of those two voices, God or Satan, good or evil, an agenda of death or an agenda of life. I've got to know. So here's a filter. And when I give you this filter, I want you to know that it's something we're going to come back to each week of this series. It's going to be a filter we use the whole series. And here's the question. Here's the filter. Take a picture of it. You're going to see it again, but you need this and you need it today. Is this voice I'm hearing life-giving or life-taking? Is this message that's coming my way a life-giving thing or a life-taking thing? Because it's one or the other. Now, it may not be obvious at first which it is, but if you draw a straight line out from it and see its logical conclusion, if I follow this line of thinking, if I follow this line of reasoning, if I go with this, if I follow this, if I act on this, where is it going to take me? Is this going to give life to me or is it going to drain, destroy, and take life from me? Now, caution, not everything that's life-taking feels bad initially. Or seems bad, but if you draw a straight line, where it goes and where it ends ain't good. Caution, not everything that's life-giving feels good. 
seems good at first because sometimes the most life-giving thing you need to know and hear is hard to hear. It's challenging to you. It grows you. It stretches you. It pushes you. But if you draw a straight line out from it, you'll see at the end it's helping you. It's healing you. It's helping you grow closer to God. Is this life-giving or is it life-taking? You need to know. Is this adding life or taking life to my marriage? This voice I'm hearing, this thing I'm, this message I'm dwelling on in my mind. Is it life giving or life taking to my family, to my friendships, to my relationship with God? Is this life taking or life giving? Life giving or life taking to my job, to my finances, this message I'm getting. See, this goes a lot of different places in life. We're going to talk about it in this series. This voice in my head, is this a life-giving voice or a life-taking voice? That's the filter. That's the filter to help you lean in and to help you concentrate on who it's from, where it's going. Because here's the deal. There are some voices in your life that are life-taking voices. And they sound like things like you should divorce them. They don't like you. They probably never have. Hey, you know why, you know why that didn't work? That didn't work because you're a failure. You'll never make it. They're right. You don't have a shot. Hey, you know what? You're just not as pretty as she is. You're not as smart as he is. You're not as strong as you think you are. Just, just take another drink and it'll be okay. Just, you know what? You're stressed out. Take another hit. You know what? Just, just go ahead and look at it. No one knows. No one will find out. Just, you, you know what, if it helps, go ahead. No one sees you. They don't hear you. And they really don't love you. There are life taking voices in your life that need to be identified, rejected, and redirected. Because thank God, there are life-giving voices in our lives as well. And maybe you think that there's not as many life-giving voices, but you gotta, you got to know how to tune them in and put yourself in a position to hear the voice of God and the things that the voice of God communicates to you through other people. The voice that is coming from an agenda of life that says, no, you are loved. You're a little screwed up, but you're loved. you got some issues got some rough edges. I can help you with those, but I love you so much. You are highly valued. Yeah, you're different. No, you're not like them, but that's by design. You are so valuable. 
life-giving voices that remind you that you can do this. I know you're facing overwhelming odds, but you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Hey, you know what? You ought to pray for them. You ought to get to know them. Hey, why don't you serve them? Why don't you help them? Life-giving voices that remind you, hey, be patient, be patient, be kind. You never know. You never know what they're going through. Voices that tell you to hang in there and trust. Thank God for life-giving voices. I don't know about you. I need more of that. I want more of that. And the beautiful thing about this filter is that when I ask this question, is it life-giving or life-taking, I almost always know the answer of who it's from and where it's going. Almost always. It's a dead ringer. It's like clears it up. Who it's from, where's it going? I'm not confused anymore. And that doesn't mean it's easy. But that's why this filter is so important. Is this message I'm hearing, this voice I'm hearing, is it life-giving or is it life-taking? Because if it's life-taking, I need to reject it and redirect it. If it's life-giving, God, help me embrace it and follow it. And that's my prayer for you. And that's my prayer for me. Let's pray. Father, thank you so very much for making this so clear to us. We're so bombarded with so many different voices about so many different things, what to think, what to care about, what to like, what not to like, what to do, what not to do. It's just maddening. Father, help us to see the bigger picture, the context in which we live, work, and play, that there is both good and evil. There are two voices representing, one each. It all comes from one, and it's all leading us back to one or the other. To help us to be able to identify who it's from, where it's going, by thinking about whether or not it's life-giving or life-taking. And may we choose life-giving and reject and redirect the life-taking messages, the life-draining voices that we struggle with. God, help me with this. Help us with this. And help us to learn not just how to recognize healthy voices, but may we learn to be a healthy voice, one that reflects yours. In Jesus' name, amen.